quick disclaimer before the episode begins. Um, this episode really delves heavily into uh, federal regulations on food and foodborne illnesses. Um, I just want to get it out of the way now. Uh, we are just two dudes doing a podcast about movies. Uh, these opinions are our own. We are not subject matter es- uh, experts. Uh, we're not part of the FDA or USDA. Just want to get that out of the way right now. Every year, foodborne pathogens cause the death of thousands of Americans while those same Americans are being told they have the safest food supply in the world by the government. Scary, right? And who's to blame? The consumer, the producer, or the government? From killer jack-in-the-box hamburgers to salmonella-infested peanut butter and lettuce gate, all will be discussed in Netflix's 2023 documentary, Poisoned. I'm Colton Jenkins. I'm Connor Zagari. And this is Filmgasm. Welcome back to the Filmgasm podcast and my first time in the host chair, which is frightening. Our 10-part miniseries on food movies, or foodgasm, as we call it, continues with Netflix's new documentary, Poisoned. Uh, this movie was disgusting. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, these, yeah, this movie is uh, honest, brutally honest, uh, spotlights some incidences I was not aware of. and I didn't realize how big the death toll was on some of this stuff. Yeah. And the fact that Jack in the Box for specifically is like still in business, that that incident didn't completely <laughs> torpedo that company. I is know. Beyond me. I've never eaten there specifically because I was told by my mom that place had a E. coli outbreak. Like, don't go there when I was a yeah. kid. And I've stuck to that. I've never eaten a Jack in the Box. Um, I've just never eaten at Jack in the Box just because I don't trust that fucking clown, you know? <laughs> um, and it's interesting that this movie is about E. coli. But it never once brings up Chipotle, which mm. I'm pretty sure at this point has two cases against it with E. coli in their carnitas or whatever. Do you remember a few years ago, uh, the Chipotle commercial with the Willie Nelson song where they were like, we're organic. We're, everything's on a farm. We do things <laughs> the natural way. And here it's just like, no, you assholes are just the same shit, different day. <laughs> it's the same thing. You... You put your life in your hands every time you eat anything in this country. That's what I learned with the yeah. with this and the second film we're going to be talking about afterwards, um, 2008's Food Inc., which uh, is kind of the considered like the the modern day uh, gold standard in terms of food documentary. Yeah. Um, but Poison took the baton and ran with it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. To, well, uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of just rip into these companies and what they've yeah. done to people <laughs> i'm glad that we're doing these two movies kind of together because it really does feel like uh like like these movies are connected it really feels like poisoned could be a sequel to fooding which is really interesting um well, i think what's what's most shocking is that these two films are 15 years apart and nothing has changed nothing has changed when it shows the chicken factory in the first movie and then and food ink and then the chicken factory and poisons they look identical nothing has changed I, 
it's amazing. I yeah, forcing change in this country has always been like pulling teeth. I I don't really get why on every single level, whether it's you know racial or you know, uh, like gender or just as we see with you know basic health. <laughs> There's always a struggle. There's always a just insane decades long struggle to get these people to do the right thing. And even then, if they do get it, it's begrudging as shit. I I don't know if we'll ever see this industry regulated proper in our country yeah. ever. If we haven't by now, I I don't know what it'll take. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what it'll take either. And one of the most shocking things, I think it's it's in it's in poisoned. It's when someone says that they don't have this problem in Europe because they're like like their chicken is marked pathogen free. You don't really have to worry about salmonella in raw chicken in Europe, but you do here. And that's awful. My whole life I've been told, you know, don't eat raw egg. Be very careful with raw chicken because it, it can kill you. And in Europe, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like dealing with, you know. I mean, it's still raw meat. It's still gross, but you know, you're not going to die from it. About a month ago, I, I made myself uh schnitzel fried, fried up some chicken Ooh. and uh, realized halfway through eating it that I had severely undercooked the chicken. Oh man. And after watching these movies, I didn't realize that I basically cheated death. <laughs> um, <laughs> that like retroactively, I have thought of nothing else, but like you could have died. <laughs> That could have been it for you. <laughs> oh man. And it's not just raw meat, dude. Apparently like it's it's everything. It's fruits, it's vegetables, it's lettuce, it's Let peanut butter. Lettuce is the most dangerous food on earth, apparently. I didn't know I that. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because my mom says that she's like allergic to lettuce. I don't think she's allergic. I think my mom <laughs> is just partly immune to E. coli and is just she just keeps getting E. coli anytime she eats lettuce. She doesn't eat lettuce anymore, but when she did, every time she would get sick. Jesus, that's terrifying. Yeah. My God. Uh, I've been. Yeah, I've I've been to Europe. I've had meals in Germany and England. The food is smaller because it's not pumped full of growth hormone. Yep. The fruits and vegetables are fresher and easier to digest. Yeah. Uh. They taste better. Like I had an apple in Germany that was the most delicious piece of fruit I've ever had in my life. I have thought about I thought about it for a while. I've been trying to track any kind of similar apple down in America. I can't find one. Because every apple here is like the size of a fucking softball and <laughs> loaded with you know growth hormone and additives and preservatives and crazy shit that it just it doesn't I don't think I I think few people in this country truly know what an apple tastes like. Because yeah. we've never tasted an apple. We've tasted the various food companies' presentation of an apple, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. Yeah. We and it's, have you ever, like, you know, you, you see the signs of, like, airports or, you know, border patrols. You're not allowed to bring any produce into our country because, like, oh, you know, like, they could lead to disease and make everyone sick. I'm like, dude, you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like most of the disease is here. Yeah, it is. It's all of our food is pumped full of nonsense. Yeah. And we've been eating it for so long that we're basically the fat people in the floating chairs from Wally -E 
just complacent and, you know, ready to eat whatever gets shoveled into our faces. Yeah. Ah. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. Um, the question, this movie uh, tells the story of two people. Um, it's a small child who unfortunately died due to Jack in the Box. And then another story of a woman who ate at a Panera Bread, ate a salad, and almost lost her life, but um, fortunately uh, crawled her way back to health. So my question to you is, is there any food that made you so sick you refuse to eat it today? Yes. Okay, so I have no real connection between these two events, but they happened so close to each other that... I've swore off this product for good because just thinking about it makes me ill. Uh, <laughs> I can no longer eat Kraft macaroni and cheese. Interesting. The boxed one. I can eat like, you know, homemade mac and cheese or like at a restaurant, but Kraft boxed mac and cheese is dead to me. One time about five years ago, I was, I cooked up a box of mac and cheese, started eating it. It was kind of like, this is disgusting, but I need something. So I started eating it. That night, I woke up in the middle of the night with a horrific stomach flu and vomited up a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, my God. And I've never seen bright yellow vomit before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was a bad week. That was a flu that lasted a whole goddamn week. I thought I was going to die by day three. Oh, my God. I was I threw up so hard my the blood vessels in my eyes burst and I looked like Deadpool. <laughs> it was a bad time, and I don't I know it was the, it was an outbreak at uh, I was working at the Hulu uh, tech support office in San Antonio at the time. I know there was an outbreak going on there, so I know I didn't get it from the mac and cheese, but I ate the mac and cheese and then I released the mac and cheese, <laughs> and that that meal's forever dead to me. Um, I, I go to Panera a lot Oof. and that frightened me just how innocuous it is. It's not even like there, you don't even have any time to realize, oh, something's wrong with me. It's organ failure in days. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like you don't even have time to register. Like I need to see a doctor before you're already at your deathbed and there's nothing they can do because you yeah. had a salad that was not properly sanitized how it's are, insane how are human beings not completely dead like the amount of crazy shit that can kill us on this planet that's so small like you'd think we all would have been wiped out centuries ago mm -hmm. right. yeah and i think it's even said in the in the in the movie it's not just like oh you have a little tummy ache no like th this could kill you it's scary um one of my favorite things from panera bread is actually a salad i don't look like i eat much salad but my favorite thing there is the green goddess salad. It's amazing. And I will never eat there again after watching this. I I, I tend to get bro uh, the broccoli cheddar soup. That's, oh, that's, that's what I tend to get. And now I'm scared about that broccoli. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything. Um, I can't. I can no longer eat at Burger King. Mm. Um, because when I lived at home, every single time I ate Burger King, I got sick. I have tried different things on the menu. I've tried their chicken. I've tried their burgers. Um, haven't tried their salads because I feel like if you go to a fast food restaurant, why the fuck would you get a salad? But hey, that's just me. 
Um, and I get sick every single time, like violently ill. I'm I'm like in the bathroom naked, laying on the floor. Like it's it's awful. I think you talked about this in the Good Burger episode. I think so. And I remember thinking, and I might have said to you, like, how many times did you go to Burger King before you realized it was making you violently <laughs> ill? How many trips did it take before you're like, I should probably stop coming here? <laughs> <laughs> well, we lived on on a on a military base, yeah. and it was like down the street. So every time my parents would like go out, and I was like, okay, like fuck, let's eat a bunch of junk food. I'd go to like Burger King and get a bunch of shit for me and my brother. He he also got sick. So it's not just me. You guys were playing fucking Russian roulette like every day. <laughs> it's God. After watching these, I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus! It's like E. coli. E. coli couldn't kill you. I know. They had um. I think at the time they had like those. Uh, they had like Cheeto bites. They were like flaming hot Cheeto bites, no. and they were so fucking good that I just I was like, I'm gonna get sick, but I'm gonna fucking eat these. <laughs> I I also will never go back to Burger King, but for a different reason. Uh, I you ordered know. I ordered DoorDash Burger King back in my old apartment, and I got it, and I was uh I was drinking my Dr Pepper, and uh, it was chewy. Yeah, and I was like, "What's this? Is wrong? What's going on here?" And I opened the cup, and there was a straw wrapper just floating around in there. Oh, no, dude! And I had drank a good chunk of that wrapper, and I threw up threw it away called everybody i was like you i want a refund and an apology <laughs> like i was so pissed <laughs> i've not gone back to burger king since i can't i oh my god no oh. yeah um so not, it's, it's not really like a follow-up question but who is to blame in your opinion that's like the big question of poison who's who is at fault is it the minimum the minimum wage workers at the fast food restaurants? Is it the underpaid staff at the factories? Is it our fault? Or is it the corporations? Is the government? Who who's at fault here? I think it's 100 percent us. I don't know why we're not dipping every burger we buy in hand sanitizer before we eat it. No, absolutely not. This shit starts at the top. Yeah. It's Anytime you corporatize anything, there are immediate, you know, uh, rollbacks on safety precautions. There's legislation introduced to make something cheaper for the for the company every time. And it happened with food. The big these big companies, as we saw, like only four companies control the majority of like livestock in this in this in this country, which is crazy. I mean, doesn't that betray monopoly laws? But that's yeah, I was just I was just gonna say, like, there are laws that say no monopolies, and yet we have monopolies. Oh, constantly. Most laws that are made in this country are it's kind of like the pirate code. It's you know, it's guidelines. Yeah, it's guidelines. The richer you are, the more the law becomes free with a like with a penalty. <laughs> like, yeah, you all you gotta do is pay off the right people and they'll leave you alone. It's uh yeah, but I think it's the it's definitely the fault of those people, and then it's also the fault of the legislators who are ignoring proper safety uh, legislation. But that stuff, like the corporations, as we saw, are putting their people in positions of power in Congress and yes, uh, various government agencies, and that is an easy way to prevent any kind of legislation that's going to make their dollar weaker go away. 
Yep. And that is fucking sick. That's disgusting. People are dying because of that and nobody cares. As yep. we saw with, you know, the people who are actually fighting for this, constantly going to various government agencies and just trying to get an answer. All they get is the runaround and the spiel and the campaign slogan and then they're literally yeah, by everybody. Scripted. It's so it's so obviously scripted. That's the thing. It's like they don't care. They just don't. It, it's it's one of those situations where like until it happens to their child, nothing's going to happen. No, and it won't happen to their child because they have enough money to pay for better food. Yeah, they and know what they're they're they know what they're hawking. They're not no one yeah, no. no one who works for Tyson is going to Burger King. No, they know what they're hawking. It's funny you say that because in Poisoned, it highlights um, I don't remember the name of the company. Oh, Peanut Co., which blows my mind that peanuts are like. That, like a trademark that whole product. situation was some was the most infuriating shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Like there's emails that got out. It says like, you know, like we know that like there's pathogens in the peanut butter. I'm not going to fucking lose money over this. Just ship them. Ship them anyway. Unbelievable. A, that people, that somebody would be willing to just risk millions of lives on their nut. Pun intended. <laughs> and two... Fucking hide the paper trail, you fucking rookie. Are you kidding me? Is this your first time screwing millions of people? Um, you say hide the paper trail. So the the I guess not not the main guy, but the uh the person, the lawyer that was in charge of suing Jack in the Box, Bill Marler. Yeah. Um, he even says that Jack in the Box just gave him all the paperwork because they were like, There's no way you're gonna go through all this paperwork because it was so fucking much. And he went through every single page. And we're like, you guys fucking suck. You ever see the movie Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo? No. It's the story of um, a lawyer who used to be a corporate chill lawyer Mm -hmm. who then turned to the good side and became an advocate for human decency after he (laughs) learned that um, DuPont was willingly, uh, uh, willfully and knowingly poisoning an entire town's water supply. Oh my God. With chemical runoff. And... They gave him all of their documents, like, you know, b- hundreds of doc- boxes of docs, assuming he'd give up. And it took him years, but he read through all of that. He built hundreds of cases against this company. And Dude. still to this day, it's been like 30 years and he is still in court fighting for these people for proper compensation and to get DuPont to admit fault. It's a great movie. It's a great story. And it reminded me very much of this guy. It's insane. Yeah. These lawyers, like, if if you're going to do, if you're going to take a case like this, you're not taking it for the money. You're taking it for the right reasons, I feel. Yeah, for sure. And if you are, if you have your heart in it, if this is something that matters to you, you are going to read everything. You are going to be thorough. You are going to find the connection. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many hours, no matter how, no matter how tired you get. And the fact that these corporations are just assuming like, oh, no one's going to read this shit. Unbelievable. Like, all they do is underestimate <laughs> people. That's, yeah. It's fucking insane, man. When, um, I don't remember her name because she's not important to remember anyway, but the lady um, who was in charge of uh, cattle, I think, was brought on. She was appointed by the Trump administration. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I wrote her down. I wanted to talk about her. Um, Mindy Brashears. Yep. Yep, with her and fucking Hollywood smile that was just creepy as hell. Very creepy. 
and the interviewer was like, is there any, like, do you think that it's a conflict of interest that you're in charge since you have been like backed and financed by all these different companies? And she's like, not at all. I'm a scientist. No, the fuck you're not. <laughs> the, the gall. I mean, somebody pays for your fucking campaign because they're going to expect some reciprocation. That's how the, the game is played. Exactly. Uh, you think Tyson and Purdue give a shit that she's a scientist? No, they want, yeah, they want the legislation slapped down. They want anything that's going to make chicken look bad slapped down. And they all know that. Everybody knows this. It's the weird, it's an open secret that you have to act like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's, but we all know. I think the two worst people in in this documentary was was the uh, FDA and USDA spokespeople. Fuck the heads, both of them. Fuck both of them with an iron pole. My God, like she was like she was like, oh, that's it's not our fault. Oh, I'm not at liberty to say. It's at some point in every level of American society. Corruption was legalized. Yes. I don't know when it happened. If you look carefully into it, you can probably find it. I blame Ronald Reagan. I think that's a good place mm. to start. But yeah, there, there will never be any charges filed, never any investigation, because it's A, it's not sexy. And B, too many people would lose money. Yep. That's it's as simple as that. No one's ever going to get any justice for foodborne pathogens or anything like, especially the animals. God damn, dude. So I've like, at one point in my life, um, I, um, they say you know God gives his strongest battles uh, to his strongest warriors, and I took on one of those battles. I was a vegan for six months, <laughs> very strictly. I did it, and. Uh, truth be told, I genuinely, genuinely felt, I don't know if it was like just, uh, you know, me like faking myself out, but I genuinely felt better than I, than I usually do. I stopped being vegan because I went to my ex's house for uh, Thanksgiving and there I was just planning on eating all the sides, um, but they put pineapple in the sweet potato casserole, which was disgusting. So I didn't eat it. So I was like, fuck it. There's nothing else to eat. I'm going to eat this jerky. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, but this movie made me want to go back to doing that because the way that these animals are treated is horrendous. It is awful. They have like the chicken houses have no windows, no light. The cows are like literally sitting and standing in their own shit. So packed. They can't move. They're eating their own shit and corn, which is a big part of fooding corn gate is insane it's disgusting i hate it i can't believe that we are putting animals through all this shit because we're on the top of the food chain i truly think it's despicable it yeah it's all right two things one funny that you mentioned pineapple ruining a thanksgiving dish because we had an incident at my my family <laughs> when i was a kid uh, one of my aunts tried to make uh a like uh, honeyed like a honeyed ham with pineapple rings on it yeah and she cooked it for too long and it it became gelatinous oh my god it was like a pineapple ham jello 
Still, dude. Nobody ate it. We were all like, yeah, get that out of here. Was it, it was it a Smithfield ham? Probably. <laughs> but uh we bring that up every Thanksgiving. We're like, Heather, you uh you making a ham? <laughs> but um yeah. Also, I think that if I ever tried to go vegan, I'd be dead in a month. <laughs> I, I I can't do it. I don't like vegetables enough to live off them. And also, as evidenced by these two movies, that's not a guarantee you're going to be healthy. I know. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get E. coli from the chicken, you're going to fucking get it from the lettuce. Yeah. At the beginning of this documentary, I was like, fuck, maybe I should go back to like, I don't know, at least being pescatarian. Because it doesn't talk about fish, but fish is just as bad. Yeah, that's mercury and shit. That's a whole other documentary. Yeah. But, um, and then the guy is like, yeah, the worst thing in your burger isn't the beef. It's the lettuce, onions, and tomato. I was like, fuck! Well, I eat them plain and dry, so I'm 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 good there on, on burgers. The burger's never going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, um, so a little bit about about production. Um, being a documentary, there isn't a whole lot about production because the nature of documentaries, you're watching the production, um, which I think is pretty interesting. But this documentary is based on a 2011 book of the same name, written by Jeff Benedict, who also wrote and produced this film, um, along with Campfire Studios uh, and Stephanie So Oh Sochtig. I don't know how to say her her name, um, but she is the director. She is not a stranger to hard-hitting documentaries. I don't know if you've seen Fed Up, Under the Gun, or Invisible, but they are all horrible documentaries. Uh, Fed Up is about um, the obesity crisis in America. Under the Gun is about um, like school shootings and like gun laws. Um, I haven't seen Invisible, so I don't know entirely what it's about, but I've heard it's pretty unsettling to watch. Um but the original book by Jeff Benedict, um, it covers a case in 1993 where four children tragically died and over 700 people became sick after eating at Jack in the Box. Um, the documentary follows other cases throughout the years and how the agricultural industry, as well as our own government, refuses to pass laws to prevent this sort of thing. 700 people. Jesus Christ. It's insane. Jack in the Box is still alive. I don't, I don't get that. You think that at the very least that would have completely tarnished their reputation forever, and no one would ever want to eat there again. If I, I knew eating a burger from a certain restaurant killed a child, I, I, I probably wouldn't want to eat there. I mean, as evidence, I've never, I never, I don't go to Jack in the Box. Oh fuck, dude! Is Jack in the Box? Oh my god! Is Jack in the Box one with tacos? Yes. God damn it, dude. I got that confused with Carl's Jr. I order Jack in the Box all the fucking time on DoorDash. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, my God. fucking die. That's hilarious. You just had a, a plot twist on yourself. Dude. Well, it's because I work night shift to the hospital now that I work at. So, like, I'm always awake at night. And the only places that are open around me is Jack in the Box and McDonald's. I get, like, two choices. That's... A- that that comes up a lot in um in Food Inc. is you know the idea that like the reason a lot of people don't eat healthy in this country is because yes. they just can't. There's no yep. you know financially they're screwed, and uh a lot of times it's just you know 
you don't have the option. It's it's, it's really awesome. sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, damn. Well, stop eating there. <laughs> stop going to China. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stop eating there. For sure. You've basically been walking in a minefield this whole time. and <laughs> It's amazing you haven't stepped on anything. It's weird because I've never gotten sick from eating there, but I've always I've, I've always gotten sick eating at Burger King, you know? It's awful. That is, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Poison is uh, relatively new. It came out in August of this year. Um, it is rocking a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 100% for critics on Rotten Tomatoes because there are only 11 reviews. <laughs> Uh, has a 69% for audience scores, which is a very nice number if you ask me. Um, and uh, this movie, being a Netflix documentary, is streaming, shockingly, on Netflix. <laughs> Most of Netflix's content is pretty, I don't want to say secretive, but guarded. Like, yeah. you don't, a lot of their stuff does not have like a Wikipedia page or a lot of production oh. info or box office or budget. It's weird. There's. It's very hard to t- to discuss these movies on that yeah. side of things. I had to go to like other websites, uh, like Delish. Um, I went to a couple others. I don't. I don't remember, unfortunately. But yeah, I went to a whole bunch of because I had to find something <laughs> for um, production and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I do like a lot, you know, especially their docs. Like they do put a lot of effort into their documentaries. They really do. Yeah. Have you seen Don't Fuck with Cats? No, dude, it's insane. It's about um this guy who posts a video to a Facebook page about like cats, and he like puts them in a vet. This is a uh, graphic for people that are listening. Um, but he puts two kittens in like a vacuum sealed bag and sucks all the air out and kills them. So all these people on Facebook are like trying to find this guy, um, and he just keeps escalating. He's getting creepier and creepier, and the police aren't listening. Until that same guy posts a video on the same Facebook page of him murdering somebody with an ice pick, and then he mails body parts to local government agencies. That's when the cops get um, interested. I don't want to spoil anything else, but this Facebook group comes together to uh, to find this murderer when the cops wouldn't. What the fuck? With a title like that, I thought it was going to be about, like, you know, why cats love laser pointers so much or something. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's wow. so good. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, I'd recommend uh, Girl in the Picture. You ever see that? Mm-mm. That was from last year. Um, it's been a minute, but uh, if I can recall some, the, uh, some details. a um, In the 80s, a, uh, a woman was found on the side of the road, like brutally raped and like stabbed a hundred times or something. She's brought to the hospital she died and that was it no one knew her name no one knew where she came from all they had was like a photograph of her and the the story is like who is this girl who was this girl this they they tracked down who she was her family what happened to her it's it's a crazy compelling story and like the the depths to which this story goes is so crazy like it was she was part of a, like, I don't want to spoil it, but it was very much just like a fucking onion, just layer after layer of what the fuck with this That's story. insane. And it was, it was great. I recommend that. I really like, I liked, I think Netflix documentaries, they're so good at keeping you on the edge of your seat. That's why I really like a lot of their documentaries. A lot of their like 
movies and TV shows, there's something to be said for that. It's they're they're not that good. But um hey, the new one piece is great. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. Their movie output sucks dick. I will say yeah. it. Outside of award season, they act they actually do try pretty well during award season. Every mm-hmm. other every other month they they don't care. Because no. their their business model is reliant on content. Like an out an in an influx of content. It's just more, 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 more. Some of it's gonna stick and then they'll roll with that. It's it's a weird business model. And they don't have to really tell anybody their numbers or budgets or anything. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird to watch a documentary about a huge industry and how awful they are. But that documentary is created by an industry that is equally as shady. I mean, you wrote your entire fucking thesis on it. It's yeah. it's, it's there's no to live in this country, to participate in structure, in art, in food, everything, you have to ignore a lot of evil. You really have to. Yeah. It's Otherwise, there's nothing you can do about life. Like You have to pretty much walk on the sidelines and ignore everything. And I don't like participating in these systems, but it's designed in a way where there's really no way for you not to. No. I mean, you know, we're not like, you know, we're not rocking off to Epstein Island and fucking children, but we are watching stuff made by people who have done that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's a whole so you... slippery slope that I just, you kind of have to just accept. Yeah. So do you agree with, I think we talked about this before, but do you agree with separating the art from the artist? 100%. You have to. I, I'd i have and to. This... I think Harvey Weinstein's the best example of this. He was manipulating and raping and terrorizing women in Hollywood for decades. Everyone kind of knew. The whole thing was like, hey, if you're young and hot and coming up, don't 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 stay in a hotel room with Harvey Weinstein. That was like just everybody was just like, just just steer clear of him and you'll be fine, which is fucked up. Like everyone knew and no one did anything Yep. during his tenure with the Weinstein company. He produced. Hundreds, if not thousands of movies, including some of the greatest stuff ever made, including The Lord of the Rings and everything made by Quentin Tarantino. Because of his actions, do we then take all of those movies and throw them away for good? Because he paid for them. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to Peter Jackson. I don't think that's fair to Tarantino, to Uma Thurman, to all everyone who worked on those movies who... Yeah, that's not fair. So... There's, you know, Harvey Weinstein is a shitty person, but there are also hundreds of people that work on those movies that you can also be supporting, you know, like uh, I remember when um, like especially now fi- people are finally taking Roman Polanski seriously as a predator, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, for decades it was just like, oh, he raped that teenager. Ah, water under the bridge. He did his time, which is a he didn't. He fled the country and b no. Yeah, that is no. not an excusable. Ah, it's you know he changed kind of crime. Um, but does that mean all of his films are now forfeit? Does Chinatown not count anymore? Because to me, that's that's Jack Nicholson's movie. It's John Huston's movie. Yeah, Faye Dunaway, like that belongs to everybody who was involved in that movie, and it belongs to us. As soon as art enters the enters the mainstream consciousness, it belongs to the public, to the people. Art yes. is ours. So if you want to throw those away, that's up to you. I just don't think that's fair. Yeah. I think maybe like 
I don't know. Like, okay, this is a, I don't know how to explain this. If the movie is either like brand new or is still being um, produced and stuff comes out about the people creating the movie, maybe fine, cancel the production. But like movies that are already out, don't not watch them because they're, you know, because of the people associated with it. You're not like supporting them. You're supporting everyone else that had something to do with those movies. Well, I also see it. I, I, I view the film itself as its own entity. Like, yeah. you know, Rosemary's baby didn't rape anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Flash did not attack those fans and do that cult shit in Vermont or whatever the hell Ezra Miller was up to. Yeah. So it's its own thing. And, you know, I it's not a popular opinion. I know people are a lot. There's a lot of people who aren't able to do that. And that's fine. This is just how I justify not abandoning so much art because I couldn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you found out that like Jackson Pollock diddled a kid, are we just going to throw all of his paintings out of museums? No. No, we should. Uh, because again, <laughs> but <laughs> again, I still feel like, um, and I think that this argument goes to like destroying historical monuments. Um, do I think we should have statues of racist people around? No, but we shouldn't destroy it because it's important to not forget that history because it, we need to strive to be better. And those are reminders to be better. Well, my problem with that is that most of these most of these statues that were being like that were erected in, in honor of like Confederate generals were not put up during the Civil War. They were put up in the 1960s. Oh, well, then that's yeah, just to hurt black people. <laughs> so get rid of those. Yeah. Get rid of all of that shit. Um, yeah, it's I am a student of history. I, I am a documented historian, which is pretty sweet. Yep. I can say <laughs> that. Um, so I'm I'm definitely not in favor of erasing history on any level. No, but I also think that prominently displaying, you know, the bad guy is a bad idea. Like. Germany did not forget their role in World War II, but also it is illegal to display a swastika anywhere. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how we should treat the fucking rebel flag. You know, like that should be, oh, a, yeah. you know, that's treason and we should treat it as such. But, you know, exactly. that's a whole other can of worms. I always find it funny whenever someone flies the Confederate flag and like, you're a piece of shit. How do you not know that you're a piece of shit? Well, they always fly it and then say, like, you know, you better leave my country. And I'm like, well, your country was destroyed 100 years ago when the Union fucked them up. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're flying that in the country that whooped your ass. So get on board. <laughs> oh, anyway. And Texas is still trying to say, you know, never mind. I say let them. Let them try. Let's see how long they last without, <laughs> without the United States. I mean, let me get the fuck out of here. But then... Yeah, because I don't want to get stuck at the border trying to, you know, sneak into Oklahoma. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, let's give this movie some awards. All right. Um, so we have best line, best music, best performance, and best scene. Um, what did you give for your best line? Mine comes from, um, I don't remember his name, but he was the whistleblower from the peanut company. Uh, the guy who just like showed up and was like, hey, this is fucked up. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> shut up and do your job. And he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> he 
the only man working in the peanut building that had a fucking conscience. Um, he said, and just the, the fact that this had to be said, he said, nobody else was going to stop them from killing people. So somebody had to step up. Like, can you imagine ever being faced with a call to action like that, where you're in a situation where if you say nothing, hundreds, if not thousands of people are going to die. Yeah. I can't imagine the weight on that guy's shoulders at that moment to be like, this is it. This is my moment. Like, Jesus. And I'm glad he recognized it because, you know, who knows what could have happened. Yeah. um, That's fucking insane. I didn't know that peanuts were such like, I didn't know peanut gate was a thing. I had, I mean, I keep hearing about peanut butter getting recalled. So I had a feeling something was, was fucked up with peanuts, but to this level, just and the fact that they knew. neglect for decades. The fact that they knew, they knew that yeah. they were selling poison. That's murder. Like that straight up is, you know, murder with intent. I mean, that's what it is to me. But because it's a corporation, they get off scot-free for the most. The guy did what, like 28 years? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Was it food ink or poisoned when it showed different CEOs in the time that they did? That was poisoned. Dude, when it was like. Sorry, I'm getting the two confused because I literally watched them back to back. Yeah. Um, that one guy, fuck, was he in charge of chicken? He only did three months. Oh yeah, because he was old, and they're like, oh, he's probably gonna. I, I, I'm sick of people. I'm sick of old people getting a lesser sentence just because they're fucking old. Yes. You still did the shit. You still were cognizant enough to commit that crime. Burn. Yes. Just because you're old does not make you automatically adorable. Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> um. The line I went with, there's a lot of like really hard hitting quotes in this movie, a lot of facts that I could say, but one that just made me laugh, especially having coming from watching Waiting, um, it's the line where Bill Marler is in the diner and he says, I'm going to have a hamburger cooked to 155 degrees internal temperature. It's funny because before watching this movie, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. I will cook this burger however the fuck I want. Don't be an asshole. But now watch this. I'm like, yeah, that's reasonable. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's it sounds like an exorbitant request. Or it's like really, but <laughs> yeah. yeah if, if the you know if the other side of the coin is if this is undercooked, I'm not walking out of here alive. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I get. I would you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about specifying that too. And that temperature is significant too because um. Part of the Jack in the Box. Remember, Bill Marler is the is the attorney that helped sue Jack in the Box because he found in their documents that they were told to raise the temperature to cook their patties to 155 degrees. And they said, no, we'd rather cook it to 140 degrees because then it gets too tough to chew. So the fact, oh, God, dude, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they just decided... No, we're not going to do that. And then, yeah. buried, and then buried it in a mountain of paperwork, just assuming no one would ever go look for it. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Um, music. There's not a lot of music, but uh, what do you got? I want the opening credits. Um, it's that blue Danube or whatever it's called. Classical music tied to news reports of foodborne illness outbreaks. And the, the phrase, the safest food supply in the world keeps coming back. And it just, it felt so fucking apocalyptic. <laughs> like, 
the opening of a zombie movie where you just hear news news bits of like you know a virus broke out in new york city 48 people dead like just random bits as like the you know directed by george romero comes up this it's felt like that but real yeah, <laughs> yeah. i went with the same exact thing um <laughs> just because it's so good like the stark contrast of what these people are saying and what we're watching on the screen is insane and yeah it felt like an apocalypse movie i feel like if there if we ever do get into that situation where there's like a some kind of super virus that just starts wiping us out it's going to come from it's going to come from food it's going to come from the food lobby like just continuously rolling back regulations to the point where we're basically just eating poison for every meal you know what's terrifying is in The Last of Us, the outbreak started because of flour. There was a fungus in the flour. Yep. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I don't know if I want to be like immune and live in the new world where, you know, everything's evil and painful, or if mm-hmm. I just want to be like on the front, like on the first line of of deaths. If it's like if it's like Shaun of the Dead zombies. I won't I won't like kill myself or anything. I think I think I could probably get through Walking Dead, Shaun of the Dead, I'm fine. But if it's The Last of Us, oh my god, I am making out with the barrel of a shotgun. Let me tell you. Never, no. never the zombies that scare me. It's the way people handle it. Yeah. It's the way people immediately turn into warlords and rapists yeah. and cannibals like in weeks. <laughs> god. It's like it's people insane. are just waiting for a reason. Yeah. Um, not like really any performances in this movie, but who really like stood out to you in this? Darren Detweiler. Uh, he was the father of the Jack in the Box boy Mm -hmm. who, uh, decided to dedicate his life to spreading awareness about foodborne illnesses and has worked really hard with various agencies to try to fix this for people and make sure no one else's kid goes through what he, what his son went through, which was just an absolute living hell. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, just cause he ate a burger, the kid's entire, like it wasn't even quick. It was like he sucked. No. Yeah. What a nightmare. And for him to not let that break him and to use it as fuel to help other people, that's admirable as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he even says at the end of the movie, he's like, I keep hearing all these people I talk to say the same thing that we have like the safest food supply in America, but my child is dead because of that system. It's awful. To tell that guy that we have the, the safest food supply in the world, you got to have some big brass. <laughs> like, good God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like You wouldn't tell, you know, the mother of a school shooting victim that gun laws work. Like, it's, the, it's the equivalent it's the same thing you know oh my god dude um so i have two standout people um obviously i have bill marler the he's just a bad motherfucker uh you know going through all that paperwork said do what he did you know and still to be working on it to this day i think he said at the end of the movie he's 65 and he's still doing this shit yeah. incredible yeah. um another stand-up Standout person for me was Stephanie Ingberg. She's the child that ate at Panera Bread and almost lost her life, but she was a fucking champion. She fought through it and she survived. And it was just really 
nice to see because her story um it scared the shit out of me dude because all she did was eat, eat a salad at a restaurant yeah and had kidney failure in days and had, yeah it's awful um so yeah bill marler i i i love that i love attorneys who use their power for good yes those guys fucking rock and i i, I love seeing them do this like i i want a movie about the jack-in-the-box incident and the fallout well, it's the era of biopics, I'm sure. Yeah, this is the time. If we were ever gonna get one, it's now. So I'm I'm hoping somebody's pitched that shit in, you know, super seedy Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Ruffalo dyeing his hair white doing this. My God. <laughs> what they need to do is they need to have the CEO of Jack in the Box be the uh the, the like Jack, like the mascot. Like the the clown head in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> I will say Jack in the Box as shady as the company is I think they have the best mascot and their commercials are so fucking funny well they have to be because you know no one's going there for the food <laughs> that's just that's hilarious I would and love the- it if it was played super serious but the bad guy is just the Jack in the Box dude <laughs> oh, he's, so good. he's on the stand being like I never poisoned anybody I <laughs> just Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, that'd be good. Yeah. They're really like lean heavily into like stoners there too. Now they have like a five dollar munchie meal. They're open late for the munchies. You know, well, you know, weed is the one lettuce that isn't gonna kill you. I know exactly, <laughs> but like it's also a, such a weird place. I don't know. Like they almost kill people with their hamburgers. So they have hamburgers, mozzarella sticks. Egg rolls, tacos, they have everything. It's insane. I I will never understand their business plan, and I will never understand why they're not dead. Yeah, no. Like, how is Chipotle still there after what what Dude, they went through with I their know. E. outbreak? Why do we like why can we still get certain brands of peanut butter? It's like getting, you know, when there's wood rot, you rip it out and you yeah. start fresh. That's that's what that's the only way we can do it is get rid of the problem. Did you just watch the uh, episode of Breaking Bad when, when he has wood rot? I I passed that <laughs> one a while back, but that is what I was thinking of. Yes, <laughs> we uh, have rot. <laughs> we have rot, Skyler. I don't know what you. <laughs> I just started season five again, so I'm 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 far. I'm I'm way behind. I've been playing way too much Baldur's Gate. It's so fun. I, I gave up on the Lego Harry Potter game because it was getting tedious, and I realized I was wasting way too much time not watching movies and Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, Lego games are just like collectathons, honestly. They are, it's... but after you play them for like a week, you have an epiphanous moment where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? It's happened every Lego game I've ever played. I'm like, <laughs> I'm still playing this. You hear the sound of picking up a heart, and it goes like, Boop, and you're like, what am I doing? For me, it's like, the fucking Harry Potter music on a loop. Every room you go in, it's like, oh, there's that music again. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. I can't, I can't do it. At least the Lego Star Wars game, like you could go places. You could go to different like that was a that was just a good Star Wars game. Yeah. So they're not I guess they can't all be like that. I'm glad they're finally yeah. fucking talking in the Lego games too. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think it'd be funny if like the Lego movie came out and they just spoke like that for the whole movie with subtitles. That would have been fucking hilarious, I think. 
the the mass walkouts would have been on the news. <laughs> It'll be like a foreign film, but instead of you know a different language, it's all. I will watch. I watch people speak foreign languages all day, but I will not watch a movie where it's like. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I will blow my brains out before I do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of blowing your brains out, uh, what was the most mind blowing scene to you? Ah, uh, that was awful. Um, it's the scene where the USDA lady just does not own this shit. Like they straight up ask her, like, "Why aren't you doing more?" And she just keeps saying, "Like, oh, we have no authority. Congress has to has to pass that legislation." And they're like, "So you'd support legislation?" She says, "No." Like. I, I want a bullshit government job so bad where I don't have to do anything. I don't have to read anything. I don't have to know what my job is. I don't have to do anything but take the occasional bribe and shut the fuck up. They don't do anything. All <laughs> oh, pieces of shit. Yeah. And then it's the guy awesome. just sits there. You know, the FDA guy is just like, now let me be clear. We have the, <laughs> the safest food system in the world. Yeah. It's like, wait, wait, hold on. This documentary is about a problem. There's no problem. What are you talking about? Like, like they know what the documentary is for. And she's like, what do you want our viewers to know? And he's like, I want your viewers to know that there is absolutely no problem here. We have the safest uh, food supply in America. Shut up. Read the room. <laughs> Fucking politician. I love, but I, I do love that these idiots sign up to appear in this stuff. I'm, I'm sure they don't, you know, they're not briefed on what this is or they didn't read the brief. I'm sure that they, you know. They see an opportunity to be on camera and they just take it. They take it because they're like, oh, we can like spread our fucking agenda in this documentary. Read what the title is. What do you mean you can spread your like, do you not realize that you look like an idiot in the context of this? I mean, you look like an idiot anyway, but especially in the context of this documentary. Yeah, you are representing the USDA and the FDA like two, you know, food regulatory systems in this country that are supposed to protect us and this is our first line of defense i know these guys freaking fuck over there just (laughs) vamping in front of the camera they're the guys protecting our well-being yeah okay so um i went with the scene where the ceo of uh lettuce corp i don't know i don't remember what it's called the lmca when um the interviewer is like, um, oh, yeah, she's like, so uh, since your company has been, you know, since it's like been organized, um, any issues? And he's like, nope. And she's like, really? Because there's this case, there's this case, there's this case, this case, 30 people are dead, 10 people are dead, 20 people are dead, five people are dead, all from lettuce. And he's just like, yeah, we're going to do better. Yeah, uh, we have a lot to be uh to be proud of what are you talking about you're killing people it's i can't tell if it's willful ignorance or delusion like just do you really think you're doing something or are have you just put yourself in a position where you don't have to care i i i, I don't know sometimes i just can't tell i think he i think deep down really i think deep down because they're humans they have to there's like a little candle of care but Everything else is saying, like, I I can't say the truth because then I will be poor, like every other American that I lead. And then I will have to eat at McDonald's every day. It's bullshit. It fucking sucks. 
I'd like to think that if I was in that position, I'd do the right thing. But admittedly, you know, when it's be honest about your role in all this or, you know, no more checks, that's a tough road. (laughs) Money and power change people. They do. That's why, like, not comparable. But if I get superpowers, I'll be I'm going to be a villain. I I know for a fact I'm not going to kill anyone, but uh, I will definitely take money. I'll take art from museums i'm gonna kill thousands of people i'll kill people who deserve it like i I have a mental list i i will i will i will fix things in a day (laughs) i know exactly who needs to go to fix to get things going i can be the the you know the the force that the the world rallies behind to stop if that helps but like first off is there's a few countries that gotta go and there's a few regimes that gotta go and there's a few (laughs) few local people that got to go. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but you know what? You don't need to have superpowers to affect real change. Just remember that. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't need to be super. Just watch the boys. You just um, got to you just got to care. You just got to give Yeah, it. just be a good fucking person. Yeah. Jesus, pay it forward. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Be a Bill Marler. Don't be a I don't know. USDA uh, official. Mindy Brashears. Don't be yeah, a Mindy don't, Brashears. Don't be a Mindy Brashear. Yeah. All right. Um, awesome. So I think now it's time for our next segment. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? So uh this movie uh, has a 3.2 on letterbox, which out of five uh, kind of surprised me. I expected this to have a higher score, but I mean that's still a pretty decent score, but it has a low score because every review that I read, it's all the same thing. It's all, this is gross, ill, <laughs> I never want to eat again, disgusting. Um, Yeah, so I have a couple of uh, reviews for you. They're short and sweet. Uh, I have one long one that I thought, I think it's pretty funny. Um, and you're going to hate it, which I'm excited for. <laughs> uh, but this first one is from Jacob Worrell. Uh, it says... I'm going to go make myself a chicken Caesar salad and uh, chicken Caesar salad with romaine now, AKA the salmonella and E. Coli special two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I've been thinking of like lettuce, especially is dead to me. I think, I don't know if I'll ever eat a salad again. Yeah, man, it's rough. Chicken. I'm I, I don't, I, I, I can't imagine a world where I'm not eating chickens. So I'm, I'm going to have to just figure that out. Yeah. I had chicken um, today. I bought yeah, food I, ink. I went to lunch and I got chicken. <laughs> when I so I watched these documentaries at work. It was a very slow shift, so I had like time to watch all these movies. And after work, I was like, "I'm gonna go get you play." <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like now. I'm like. Every time I look at a restaurant, I'm like, did they have an outbreak? I, I'm going to start Googling places. Like, was there an yeah. outbreak? So, like, no more Chipotle, no more Jack in the Box. But, you know, Torchies is still good. Torchies is still good. There you go. Yeah. No more Panera. Oh, yeah. That, no more broccoli cheddar soup. Uh, oh, man. Damn. Uh, unfortunate. Uh, the next one is from Tropical Trees. It says, fuck Jack in the Box. Get back in that box, motherfucker. Three stars. <laughs> Get back in that box, motherfucker. 
that's great. Mm. Um, the next one is from Wad. No stars. <laughs> and all it says is America is not a real country. Ah, Wad. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> My God. I wish I, I wish America wasn't a real country. It does on paper, it does not feel like like describing this place to somebody in like, I don't know, like war torn Zimbabwe. I, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. No. Okay. So this next review is the one that's gonna piss you off because this person does exactly the thing you hate. And I want you to see you can probably guess what it is. This is from Terry Anderson. No stars. It says, every 10 years, they need to get some rich asshole to make a stupid documentary full of self-confirming garbage that makes normies too scared to even be alive. And it's always about motherfucking food. Going back in time and preventing Sundance from ever happening. Quick update. I wrote this pre-release when there was no poster or banner. And wow, surprise, the banner is a shitty Photoshop hysteronic where a happy nuclear family walks through a chicken farm and nothing is even scary or bloody. We are so lost as a fucking society without David D's man. As Aaron Paul once said at the Emmys in a Breaking Bad related gag, boo, bitch. <laughs> Don't review movies you didn't fucking watch. God damn it. He didn't even say he watched it. He just said yeah, he looked at the poster. That is like it. Oh my god, if I ever if I had a superpower, I wish I had that one person who could like blow up people's heads with their mind from the boys, but yeah. I want to be able to do it to these people. It's awful. Oh, just god. fucking watch the movie. And what does he mean self-confirming garbage? It's fact. I don't understand. I don't I don't get okay. Quick like complaint here tangent rant i don't understand what it is with today's like society how like issues that shouldn't be political are political because of the way that those things are researched if things are backed by science and fact it's liberal garbage and it's all bullshit but if stuff is talked about by fucking joe rogan or alex jones or weird reddit sites it's real and it's conservative and it's true american i don't fucking understand it and i guarantee it all started with trump and it all started with covid it's so fucking sad it definitely went mainstream with covid but this shit has always existed it's when if, if people who don't know how to do adequate research it's you know people who, who think of people who got college degrees or doctors they think of them as, you know, constantly looking down on them mm -hmm. and they take it personally and they think, you know, it's a it's a hatred of expertise. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. I Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's always and I don't want to like judge people based on how they look, but <laughs> people that are like believing in like QAnon and fucking like Reddit weird conspiracy shit. They always like look fucking stupid, like they've never completed, you know, high school. They believe in conspiracy theories. Every single one of them is conservative. When you look at the other side, everyone who is either liberal or um, like communist or socialist, they're all extremely well-educated. They all, you know, are just decent people and they all have fucking manners. Well, they're not all decent people, but a lot of them are decent people, especially the ones that like go on like talk shows and shit. They're not toxic pieces of shit. I don't understand. 
Well, I don't I don't like to make general generalities because there are there's nice idiots and cruel geniuses. Yeah, there are for sure. And unfortunately, those are the people like the idiots and the assholes are the people who are screaming at the camera the loudest. On yes, exactly. And that's exactly. the problem. We don't have there's no place for intellectual debate anymore because there's no respect anymore because mm. this whole thing has gotten so divided and for it's it's people who are gambling like their children's lives on the idea that like you know there's microchips in the vaccine that's gonna track you and they they say that while texting on their fucking cell phone exactly and you can't point out like hey dipshit you're being tracked right now because then they're like i'm a dipshit well fuck you and then it turns into and I don't think any scientist should have to debate an anti-vaxxer or a flat earther because that's fucking beneath them and mm-hmm. their embrace of actual fact. So exactly, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the anti-vaxxers all just die out from illness, but unfortunately, all it's doing is bringing back polio and measles and fucking whooping cough for everybody. So you know, there's no winners here. Fucking insane. I also love that nobody named nobody named Velveeta has ever become a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that right now. My There's God. no Dr. Bubba MD. No. <laughs> Dude, well, first of all, Bubba Burgers fucking slap. Okay. Like, I know that like we shouldn't eat beef anymore, but Bubba Burgers go hard. I'm just saying. Bubba is Leatherface's real name, so I will always associate that with human meat, and that's nobody's fault but mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. Poisoned. Nice. Poison. Good movie. Uh, fucking gross, but informative. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, I think in that case, I will I will take the reins. Go for it. Food Inc. The gold standard of holy shit, I can't believe I just ate that movies. Yeah. And uh well, let's get into it. Food Inc., uh, not streaming anywhere free right now. I was able to track down a copy on dailymotion.com, which oh, well. has been pretty reliable for full-length uh, media. It's like a British YouTube. Uh, they have a lot. Of, yeah, I find a lot of stuff on Daily Motion. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I think they also have porn. That might be a different website. Interesting. It, everything goes in England. What's oh, the wow. website called again? Day for, 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 re, for research purposes? Yeah, yeah for research purposes. Uh, dailymotion.com <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah good quality um food inc largely the brainchild of documentarian robert kenner who also directed the documentaries merchants of doubt which was about pundits for hire who pretend to be scientific authorities that sounds like it's gonna piss me off big time i don't think i should watch that mm. apparently you know when conservatives need a scientist to back up their bullshit they'll hire one of these pricks to lie about science for an hour. <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, and then Command and Control, another one of his docs, which was about a nuclear missile that was nearly launched accidentally in Arkansas in 1980. Oh, dude. Gotta check that out. I'd love to hear how that happened. <laughs> you imagine being the guy who's like, oh yeah, I almost set off World War Three in 1980 because I leaned on the fucking module wrong. Oopsie. Yeah. Apparently, most of the silo, I read this somewhere, most of the silos in uh, the States 
are not all that well guarded. Um, the passwords to a lot of them are like one, two, three, four, five for easy access. Like if you know where one is, you could probably launch a nuke pretty quickly. So, you know. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. One of them fell out of a plane in North Carolina in the like 80s, yep. nearly wiped that. out the East Coast. Oh my god. Wasn't armed because the thing was like fucked up on the on the warhead. If it had been armed, uh well, yeah, I would have been killed. <laughs> not only do we not have the f- safest food supply in the world, but we also have uh the safest weapon supply in the world it seems. Oh yeah, everything's safe in America. Did yeah. you hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh. um he also made the docuseries the confession killer which tells the story of serial killer henry lee lucas yep. who confessed to everything he was like yep that was me yep that too uh he did kill a bunch of people but not the 200 he claimed he killed turns out when the fbi are trying to identify bodies and you got one prick just saying yep i did all of it he's not helping no no um Tanner spent three years developing Food, Inc. He claims he spent most of the film's budget on legal fees to protect himself from corporate retaliation because uh, Monsanto, Tyson, and Purdue hunted his ass down. <laughs> they went after him big. Yep, hence the disclaimer for this episode. Yeah, because I'm not, you know, I- I'm not going to end up in some prison camp because I badmouthed beef for two hours. <laughs> Uh, we should be, you know what we should have done just to bury the hatchet? We should be doing this while we're eating cheeseburgers. Oh my God. <laughs> just to be like, no, like we're good. See, we're good. <laughs> I promise I'll go to Jack in the Box after this. Uh, Monsanto claimed it, uh, in the company invited the filmmakers to a producer's trade show, but the filmmakers claimed they were denied press credentials at the event and were not permitted to attend. So Oof. they were like, you can come watch at the fence. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Monsanto, <laughs> fuck. You know, I'm not gonna say I don't want to get like murdered by like a sniper or something. So I'm not gonna There's a certain uh global company that rhymes with Consanto that I just really fucking despise. Yeah. These guys are evil. The shit they're into is very much just like we want to control everybody's lives on every level. So they have to come to us for everything. And that, if that's not fucking sadism, I don't know what is. No. Thank God. Uh, the doc appeared at the 2008 Toronto Film Festival to great acclaim. It has an IMDb score of 7.8, Rotten Tomatoes score of 95%, audience score of 86%. Critics' consensus reads, an eye-opening expose of the modern food industry. Food Inc. is both fascinating and terrifying and essential viewing for any health-conscious citizen. That is true. And the fact that it's still modern. It's still modern. Nothing has changed. This was supposed to be the movie where everybody's like, okay, I get it. I'm going to fix things. I'm going to change everything. And uh, nope. (laughs) God. The film is a modest financial success, grossing $4.6 on a budget of $1 for a documentary. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It was nominated for an Oscar for Best Documentary, which it lost to The Cove. Uh, I don't think I'll ever watch The Cove. I know what it's about. I've heard it's one of the most disturbing, uncomfortable, heinous films ever made. I do not want to watch two hours of dolphins getting slaughtered. No. Um, That's right. I haven't seen The Cove, but I have seen Blackfish, 
And that was tough to watch. I will not go. Um, I technically can get into SeaWorld for free. Never going. I don't give a shit if it's free. I will never go to SeaWorld. I will never give them business. They still did they get did they free the whales or are they still they did? I think they got rid of the whale show. Like they don't do Shamu anymore, but now they have dolphin shows, which it's the same fucking thing, just a smaller animal. I don't get it. Sorry if I'm yelling a lot this episode. I just get so fucking angry. Their solution was not bigger tank or no animals. It was let's make let's use smaller animals because that was what everyone's problem was with it. Yeah. God damn it. SeaWorld. The shit. Uh, <laughs> there is currently a sequel in the works for Food Inc. Slated for release Ooh. sometime in the next few months. Said late 2023, which we are currently in. So I don't know when that's oh, happening. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be a first thoughts if it does come out. Yeah. Uh, Food Inc. Uh, which one did you like better? Well, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> like, which which one spoke to you more? Like is, I guess, the wrong word. <laughs> but, um, uh, it's 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 weird. Um, so I I saw Poisoned as kind of a thriller documentary. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time, and then Food Inc was kind of like an expose kind of thing. Um, which one did I like more? That's a hard question because, again, I watch them back to back, so they kind of blur together. But I think I liked. I think Food Inc. was more entertaining, but Poison was more informative. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Food Inc. I think. I'm going to go with Food Inc. as well, simply because I think it did more. Yeah. I think it, it, it went harder on this industry. Poison was more of a, like, let's see what the problem is. Food Inc. was like, we know what the problem is. Now let's see who's doing it. <laughs> and I, like the hidden camera shit, I liked that a lot. Dude. Yeah. When they fucking uh, do the hidden camera in, uh, I think it's Smithfield or it's Purdue. It's Smithfield. That whole segment about that company was awful. The fact that they are they have an agreement with ICE is fucking insane. You're telling me that you hire people that you know are illegal immigrants so you don't have to pay them and then you get ICE to come and oh my god. It, it's so twisted and so it should, it feels like it's illegal but I it it's kind of not because of the way the law is structured. It's so, yeah. I, they really, these companies are so like the way they do things is so ingrained in culture that they have seen, they see everything as a commodity, mm -hmm. including human beings, which is bonkers to me. Yep. And that's why I like, I'm, I'm honestly probably like as lame as it is, I'm probably going to start easing back into veganism because I know being like lettuce is not safe either. Vegetables aren't necessarily safe, but especially Food Inc. When it showed how awful animals are treated. And Food Inc. I think had a stark contrast between mass-produced quote-unquote farms, which aren't even farms anymore. They're factories. They just produce. And then the the fight with, um, I think, Joel Salatin is his name. The guy who right. has the actual like normal farm. The contrast between how he does things and how the 
factory do things is is awful. And I know that me being a vegetarian or vegan isn't going to solve the issue, but at least my conscience will be clear of I'm not fucking eating like a chicken that was literally <laughs> put on a conveyor belt as a chick and then dumped into a fucking windowless, you know, room. Like that part when uh, it, the lady shows in uh, the inside of Purdue, inside of one of their chicken farms, mm-hmm. and like she picks up a bunch of dead bodies and she's like, oh yeah, that's normal. I'm like, fuck, dude. And then the fact that she lost her job after that, mind-blowing. Oh my there, god. There was that, but then like the the normal guys, like Little Farm, I was kind of more disturbed by the way he was killing chickens. Yeah, so the, yeah, again, that's another thing. Like that's why like is that more humane? I guess they have a better life leading up to that point, but like you're still killing an animal. And they I know were, that we're they were screaming. Yeah. So like you're you're still killing, but I feel like the animal's life up until that point is better, you know, than at the factory. For sure. But you're still killing an animal, which we're on the top of the food chain. It's the way things work. I get that, but the chicken was shoved into a funnel and it has head cut off. The thing, like, we're at the top of the food chain, yes, but we're not hunting anything. Like, this is, this is like species subjugation, which is so yeah. why, like, the demands of the food industry these days require that everything's mass produced. Like, there's no quality of life given to these animals because they just don't, they don't see them as animals. They're making, they, the guy says it at one point in the movie, like, they're not, you know, they're not making animals, they're making food. Yep. And it's sick. Like the fact that chickens can't even walk. Awful, dude. Oh my god. When they were just like prodding the cow to like get up. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> but oh my god. I don't I I like I like meat too much. I can't do it. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't like judging like people who are vegan and vegetarian who say people that eat meat are awful and disgusting and part of the problem. No, they're not because our culture is so structured around now eating meat that like I don't I don't I don't judge anyone. Do what you want to do. Um, yeah, I don't think you're a, a less person if you choose to eat meat at all. But um, was I fuck? I was gonna say something and I completely forgot. Well, I'm. I'm very much of the you do you, I'll do me mentality because I just exactly. I don't give a shit what most people do in their day to day, and I don't get why people would care about what I do. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I think like uh <clears throat> back in the day, killing animals was like a must. We had to hunt, but now we don't have to. We have so much food that you don't have to. That's also why like I don't I fucking hate it. I think it's disgusting. It's very prevalent here in texas but people who hunt for sport is disgusting yeah. it's awful it's it's atrocious the only hunting i can i can see the argument for is the hog hunting here in texas because they're literally a parasite hog like they're invasive species i kind of get that but still like you know they're still alive it doesn't mm-hmm. matter i don't know i, I don't know i it's it's not it's got nothing to do with the animal it's so some rich jackass can exactly. feel big for a little bit powerful killing some yeah. um as someone who really loves to cook um maybe in the future at some point i would want to see what it's to you know to get this is going to sound really corny but to get like really intimate with the process of cooking food maybe if i like killed like a, like a deer 
if I used every part of it or sold the meat and then I cooked the meat myself and ate it, maybe, but I don't know if I could bring myself to do that. Where in your apartment are you going to dress this deer? Uh, Probably on my porch, you know, so my neighbors can get a good view of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not anytime soon, but like, um, when I lived in Alaska for a little bit, I went salmon fishing and I caught a fish and I was able to, to kill it and gut it and everything. And just that, like deep down inside, I was like, this feels wrong because I'm, you're still killing something, but it's also interesting because I hate spiders. And if I see a bug in my house, I'm going to kill it. It's still a life, but you know, it's just the way that we are today is, is insane. I don't know. This, these two movies got me thinking a lot. <laughs> I'm I've always this is going to sound really dark and probably the, the worst thing I've ever said but it's something I do believe I don't think life is sacred no it's not and so I really don't care I mean I don't want to do it and I don't like seeing them in pain but if somebody hands me a burger I'm going to eat it. it yeah that's that's how I feel I don't think life is sacred either but I don't think animals should be tortured and no, I, yeah. why are we saying, okay, it's your time to die so this so this corporation can sell a burger? I don't know. I have a lot of my personal beliefs come out of that one. Like yeah. I feel like honestly, this here's you know, whatever. I've opened the door. Why not? Let's walk through. Um I I could probably I'd try human meat. I'd do it. <laughs> what the fuck? I'd give I'd give it a shot. I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder if I didn't like the person, would that enhance the flavor? I think it would. Oh my God. I think it would. I don't need a desert island scenario or post apocalypse to try this. I just got to find the right guy on Craigslist who is going to fuck me over. That's so fucked. Apparently, our bodies can't process human meat. I don't remember like where I read it, but I read it a while ago that like if we eat human meat, our body starts attacking itself. Well, your body can't handle Burger King. So That's I, think, I think we're all individuals with subjective health <laughs> systems. So I don't know what I can handle until I've handled it. Yeah. My body can handle Taco Bell, which some people think is a superpower because they eat at Taco Bell and they're in the bathroom for two hours. But me, I eat Taco Bell. No problem. Yeah. I've never had that problem with Taco Bell. Either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bunch of lightweights. Bunch of <laughs> can't handle your grade D beef. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. An, I. I don't know if I'm an adventurous person. Maybe. Maybe you know. Maybe I am. We'll find out. If I ever do get that opportunity, I promise y'all will be the first to know. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and next will be the cops because that'll be the last episode of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm uh, I am appalled at the at the state of the uh, the animals and food ink and um. Also, I didn't realize that everything in our lives is made with corn. Dude, corn is insane. I I, I didn't know that either. Including fucking batteries. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I didn't know corn was that powerful. Corn is fuel, sugar, uh snacks, uh feed for cattle, chickens. It's feed for cattle when they shouldn't be fucking eating it, which is really twisted. Oh my god! The guy even says he's like, "My cows here, they eat grass. 
clover, flowers. It mows the lawn. It fertilizes the land. Why the fuck are we feeding cows corn? I genuinely can't see it. I, would it not be cheaper just to fucking grow grass and then have the cows eat it? I I don't know. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, um, yeah, and, and then also um, how retaliatory these companies are, especially with the whole yeah. soybean situation. Yeah. Where these farmers are forced to grow a soybean that was created and patented by Monsanto. However, if you don't buy if you don't use that bean, they're going to sue you out of existence for patent infringement if one of their beans happens upon your land, which is probably going to happen considering you're surrounded by everyone else's beans. That is what ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh. The whole genetically modified food thing is such a dangerous path to go down i don't i don't like that that's often have you ever had soy milk Uh, i tried it at costco once and i was it was vile (laughs) um so my mom um she has celiac i think i've talked about this before she can't eat gluten so when she got diagnosed she kind of i don't want to say become a health nut because she genuinely cared about her health but um there was a stent where um, we had, we were eating, we were drinking soy milk because apparently humans aren't supposed to process lactose. It's not natural. So like lactose intolerant people are actually just normal people, which is fucking insane to me. Um, so we had to drink soy milk and I have drank so much soy milk in my life that now I can still tell a difference, but I don't care. And I've had moments where I'm like, damn, you know, sounds really good right now. Fucking vanilla soy milk or chocolate soy milk come on that sounds so fucking good right now i will say i've tried other milk alternatives um the worst one is fucking coconut i hate it it's disgusting mm-hmm. best one weirdly is have you heard of gripple gripple yeah ripple no it's uh pea protein milk that's actually pretty fucking good not gonna lie p-e-a right yeah okay good it's urine protein milk that's I these days I don't maybe <laughs> uh, some fucking Santa Monica farmers market maybe I don't know um yeah. I so there was a great bit by um Lewis Black did a a bit about milk in one of his early specials where mm-hmm. milk is constantly being switched between good for you and bad for you by like health officials yeah. to the point where nobody fucking knows anymore mm-hmm. and he was talking about the different, he went to the milk aisle and there's like 50 kinds of milk. And he was like, what is this? And he said, soy milk does not exist. It's soy juice. Yeah. Yeah. There's no soy tit. Therefore there's no soy milk, but you can't sell soy juice. juice, So you got, yeah, it was was a good point. Or nut juice. Yeah. No one's going to not, not in that store. No one's going to buy nut juice. Nut water. Ew. Ah, you know, what blows my mind. Have you seen like boxed milk? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know how that works, but whatever. The whole thing with milk, like the fact that we're not supposed to drink it, but we've been drinking it our entire lives, is like every every public school in America. You know, for lunch you get milk, oh, you get water, you get milk. Public. I don't remember what documentary it was. I'm gonna try to find it, and I'm probably gonna watch it after this. But there's a documentary about school food, and it is fucking insane. 
how corrupt and disgusting that business is. Well, that's terrifying. Um, if you want a good rec uh, for uh, more food documentaries, um, there's a docuseries on Netflix called Rotten. It explores just kind of the more like politics of the food industry, um, but it's insane. There is good, genuine information in, in there. So, in uh, in my uh, family consumer sciences class in high school, which was basically just, you know, we had to go play with the preschool kids over at the elementary school sometimes. And I would always mm-hmm. say, like, I have something to do, so I wouldn't have to go do that. But um, we spent a whole week watching Super Size Me once. Oh, I love that movie. I don't. I think that guy's completely full of shit. Really? Yeah. Guess what? Fast food's bad for you. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> Who knew? If you eat a supersized fucking gallon of soda, a ba- like a giant box of fries, <laughs> and like a triple-sized burger every single day, yeah, he's going to fuck you up in a month. Who'd have thought? Yeah. That, that's fair. What I just think point was he fucking proving? <laughs> I thought I thought when you said he, he's full of shit, I thought you meant he really didn't eat at McDonald's. No, he did. I he did. I just why? Like what yeah. was? We all know McDonald's for sure. is bad for you, yeah. especially if you eat the largest possible portion of it. So I just I didn't think it was worth it. Like why? What's the point here? <laughs> all you did was fuck your health into oblivion. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I I thought it was a I thought it was dumb. I do like that it took away the super size because people were like, "That's a lot." Yeah, I don't remember the super size. Like that was before my time. I don't, you know, I was eating kids meals at the time. That's the you know, Waterburger still does it. The idea of a fucking soda the size of me, yeah, blew my mind. Insane. <laughs> ah, super size me. There's a sequel. Holy chicken. Yeah. He opens a chicken. I haven't seen it. I think he opens a chicken restaurant or something. Oh, does he prove that fried chicken's not good for you? Because that's a hell of a I know. I think it's about the chicken industry. I don't think it's about how like how bad it is. I think it's like the corruption of the chicken industry. Okay. I know he caught some shit for the first one. Like there was some uh evidence that he might have not he might have lied about some of that. So there's some controversy mm. surrounding that one. Uh but yeah, prior to these, that was the only food doc I'd ever seen. Uh, so let's uh, let's give this film some awards. Food Inc. First up, best line. What do you got? Um. <laughs> so the best line I have isn't actually a spoken line. It's uh, one of the text prompts that come up. It's like a title card. And it says, in 1972, the FDA conducted approximately 50,000 food safety inspections. In 2006, the FDA conducted 9,164. Are you fucking kidding me? Do your fucking job. Yeah. It's insane. It's wild how many people just accept this. Like, do they not realize what happens when this shit is not inspected or regulated or monitored in the slightest? People die. Like, this shit goes everywhere. It's... I don't... I mean, are these people eating differently? Like, what are they What are they eating? No. I, I don't understand. Was it... Wait, was it in this one or in... I think it was in Food, Inc., where they, they were... The uh, peanut guy was on... Or in... Uh, this is Food, Inc. Poisoned. Where the guy was on... The peanut guy was on trial, and 
they handed him like we have here a box of your recalled products. Would you eat one of these? And they were like, Oh yeah, we plead the fifth. And he just stood up and walked out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. God, dude, fucking people yeah. suck. <laughs> um, my line. I couldn't believe this was a real thing that was said. That is a, an actual thing that happens. Uh, they were talking about the evolution of chickens uh, over the decades. And they said, the narrator said, people like white meat. So they redesigned the chicken to have large breasts. Dude. And I was like, they redesigned the chicken? Like a living thing? They redesigned it? In- We've been eating designer chicken my entire <laughs> life. Fucking insane. It's disgusting. Oh my god, that blew my mind. I was like, and they, they said that casually and they didn't really go into it. I'm like, so you're just yeah. that's normal? <laughs> Redesigning livestock to meet our needs, and no one no one thinks that's fucked up. <laughs> Fucking awful. God. Um best music moment. I went with the opening titles just because again, such a stark contrast. Because the music is like very happy and it's showing like all like the you know the grocery store and everything and like the pretty pictures of the farms and it's like yeah so um everything that you know about the supermarket sucks yeah yeah for sure um I went with the um there was a bit of music playing when Monsanto is revealed to have a team that investigates farmers for uh, oh, seed yeah. saving and it was very ominous it took a tone of like is someone gonna be killed in this movie like yeah 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 they reminded me so much of scientology's famous uh you know pi team who hunts people who uh leave the church so scientology just real quick uh when i lived in new york i went to a show a filming of um late night with seth myers and one of the guests they had was someone who escaped the church of scientology horrifying they are so fucking scary yeah it's it's a you know government sponsored cult really it really is yeah it's fucking weird um but yeah that music was like something's this yeah is, this is very wrong i was expecting darth vader to pop out i was like what the fuck's going on uh who stands out um i'm gonna go with uh joel salatin weirdly the farmer who is like, I don't fucking understand why we are, you know, improving technologically in every other aspect except where our food comes from. Like, I think he says at one point, he's like, um, uh, he's like, we have learned how to plant, fertilize, and harvest corn using global positioning and satellite technology, but nobody asked, should we be doing this? And I don't know, it just, he seems like he's still trying to do the right thing, I think. So that guy was. I liked him, but there was something off about that guy. Definitely something off about him. I he probably sleeps with the animals. I'm just gonna say it straight up. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I all right, we're not saying that he does, but how hilarious would it have been if during his interview it like pans out and he's just balls deep in a sheep and he's the good guy of this movie. Oh my god. He's just like it's a sheep, you know, it's not hurting the sheep. Certainly not hurting me. Yeah, nope. just casually like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I went with Carol Morrison, the Purdue grower who actually let them in the chicken houses and paid for it. 
the one person who's like, yeah, this is fucked up and I would like to help out. And Purdue destroyed her for that. Insane. <laughs> she had to have known that was coming. Like she had to have known that letting them into that house was the end of her career in chicken. I think she wanted that though. Yeah, there was kind of a suicide by cop vibe by that whole thing. Uh, but I admire her, you know, being the only one to step up and do the right thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, best scene. I'm going to go with um, this was hard because I couldn't decide between either the the footage of the chicken coop or the entire like Smithfield expose segment. You know, when it was showing like that they have a deal with ice showing how those workers are treated and what the factories are like. So I'm going to go with with Smithfield. That was really depressing to watch, honestly. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, I went with something that literally made my stomach turn, and that was when um, one of the guys like they're at a they're at a um, cow place. I don't know, and um, oh, cow, they're, cow they're, at a, they're at a cow house. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the guy is casually talking about like corn's not good for these cows, and he shoves his fucking hand Dude, yeah. in a like a cow hole, whatever the fuck that is. And the person with the camera is like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "It's like right outside his stomach. It don't hurt him." And I'm thinking, like, my ass, it doesn't hurt him. Your whole fucking arm is in that cow. Like, God. I thought, I thought his arm at first. I thought his arm was in his asshole, which I was like, "Ew, gross." And then it was like, no, it's in his like first stomach. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. This is this diet is so horrible to these animals. You have to go in by hand and remove the refuse. What? This, it's, it's, it's not okay. This is no. not okay. It's awful. God, can you imagine any kind of diet where like someone has to like you can't digest it, so they just like cut a hole in you. And just go in and grab it out. <laughs> Would you stop eating that? Well, actually. <laughs> it is a real thing for humans. You can have a colostomy bag, which isn't really the same thing. You can have a feeding, like a peg tube. It's like a hole in your stomach and you inject food through your, through like a port in your stomach. I've seen those. I've had to clean those. So it's a thing in humans. Which, again, just goes to show that our food that we eat is destroying our bodies. I will be in the cold, hard ground before I <laughs> let that happen to me. Yep. God. <laughs> that is a mind blower. Yeah. Yeah. That's revolting. Um. All right. Let's see what uh, Letterboxd has to say on our second run here on What's in the Box. Food Inc. rocking 3.6 out of 5. Very good. Just over poison. (laughs) Uh, I have four reviews here. uh, All pretty negative. This first one is from Elopis001. Most unscientific, biased approach to an industry that does actually suck. Dishonest or uninformed filmmakers result in a bad film. One star. What are you fucking talking about? Again, again, right? So with doing research papers and, you know, like 
stuff like that, you can bullshit. But if you're fucking filming it, how are you biased? And this film is more about like the politics surrounding food than it is about like stats. But even that, even when it does have stats, it has accurate stats. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? I, I don't understand. Um, this next one's from Tash. Every time a teacher doesn't feel like teaching, they put this on in class. Two stars. <laughs> I've never watched this in school. I, like I said, I, my my health teacher played super size me. And then my uh, high school, my history teacher slash football coach uh, played Field of Dreams because he just stopped. He don't want to teach anymore towards the end of the year. So we just watched Field of Dreams for a week. That's right. And I guess to soften the blow of the Holocaust, he showed us clips from Schindler's List. Oh, my God. He was not a very good teacher. No, my uh, biology teacher put on... um... Well, Osmosis Jones, that's another one that she just put on all the time. But she put on Cont- Contagion, which oh. fucked me up. <laughs> no, no, not Contagion. What's the one? What's the other one? Outbreak? Outbreak, yeah. The Ebola one? Yep. I, um, my, my last month of astronomy in my senior year, my teacher had pretty much exhausted what she wanted to teach us and gave me free reign to show movies as long as they were uh science fiction so i showed the core uh evolution and mars attacks to my to my uh, class that's great good times (laughs) uh this next one's from dave no stars when it comes to chicken mcnuggets i found it best to adapt a don't ask don't tell mentality yeah I get it. On some level, I do want to know what I'm ingesting, but if I'm going to go to McDonald's, I feel like the burden of proof is on me. Yeah. Or not like, on I get it. Works. I get it, but you still have to know what you're eating. Ah, I mean, according to the legality of these movies, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> this last one's from Fred Zal. If you eat food... You need to watch this movie. Five stars. <laughs> so all of you food eaters out there, I know there's not many of you. Um, check this out. <laughs> awful. It's awful that one of our most basic... Actually, no, fuck it. It's crazy to me that every single one of our basic human needs have has been um, commoditized by... Commoditized. Monetized, monetized, commodity. I don't know. I don't know what the what the verb is of that. Yeah, everything. Real estate market is fucking insane. People don't think people should have the right to have a house. That's unbelievable to me. Clean water. Apparently, that's not a right either anymore. And healthy food is all apparently also not a right. And it's up to uh, rich white people working at the top. I am honestly surprised that we have not been like. They haven't introduced like a breathing tax where like you're charged a nickel or something every time you take a breath. Well, the fucking healthcare system, if you can't breathe, if you develop any respiratory disease because the air quality here is so shit because they don't care about the environment, you have to pay money to buy oxygen tanks. So they have Motherfucker. oxygen. Uh, 
We are living in a third world country disguised as a first world country. 100%, yes. And it's, yeah, I, there's no, there's no way to fix it until people start caring about it, and they don't. Have you heard about the baby box in Norway? The baby boxes? The baby boxes? No. The Norwegian government, no, Swedish. It's Sweden or Norway. The government of that country, the government of that country, will send anybody that is having a baby a box called the baby box. And it is a very sturdy cardboard box that contains diapers, clothes, books, baby food, uh, pamphlets and instruction on how to be a good parent, um, stuff to look out for for your uh, infant, toys, and it also comes with a mattress that fits in the box so the box can double as a baby bed. For free for every child any of those citizens has. I read about an um, expectant mother in America who was charged for her uh, miscarriage. Like, she she gave birth, the baby was stillborn, and they charged her for, like, care of the stillborn baby. Like, a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if you want to hold your baby to your skin, you have to pay extra. I hate this place so much. We, this is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh... Every country that pays more tax than we do, they all like it, and they don't give a shit. Because their taxes actually go to things. That's not their fucking military, oil, and big companies. I've heard Finland has like the highest quality of life in Europe. Yes. And I'd love to if I could figure first steps first step, be a teacher so I can get some experience. And then move to move to Finland and teach like American history. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about being a teacher anymore because that one politician is saying that teachers are actually getting paid. Not, you know, not that they're not being paid enough. They're being paid too much and that unions need to be destroyed. Ah, ah, oh, my God. I'm going to leave this episode with an aneurysm. This is it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, well, let's close this out. <laughs> this was a blast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or send us a message through the socials. Check out our Letterboxd accounts for daily reviews. If you search for me at Connor95 and in my friends list, you can find the rest of the team. Check out the website, filmgasm.com, where I have a link to that letterbox. You can also find articles, trailers of upcoming films, and every episode of our show. If you'd like to become a monthly donor to Filmgasm Productions, click on the link in the episode description. From there, click on Support This Podcast. You can choose to donate a dollar a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month, and all donations go right back into the show. Thanks to the entire Filmgasm team for their contributions. Thanks to Cooley Cow for our awesome theme music. Thanks to you for checking it out. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's Poison and Food Inc. Um, watch it if you want, if you want to be depressed. But uh, in the meantime, remember to never eat anything again unless you wash it in bleach, especially lettuce. Take it easy and keep watching movies. Thank you.